Chris, welcome. Uh, <clears throat> thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris, uh, on the way over here, uh, I had asked Chris to write a, a biography, and um, he uh, showed it to me when we arrived at the studio, and uh, he put together a, a beautiful piece of writing. I was just w- wondering, Chris, if you could share that with us. Um, thank you. Uh, well, yeah, I just wanted to put uh, a short clip together, uh, and I said, my story is connected to an ongoing spiritual evolution, which gives me a place to begin to articulate my inner vision and meaning and direction and work. My primary transformative experience came out of an extended vision quest which took me across America, listening to the stories of the people in the land, including the reservations, and which culminated in a ghetto in California. When I experienced the sacrificial love and humility of poor and oppressed people, I awakened to a higher reality and became more sensitized to the inhumanity of systems of power and wealth, the ways of the world. Since then, I have worked within the creative spirit of nonviolence, which is a breath of freedom. Thank you, Chris. And uh, I mean, the the writing it speaks for itself, but uh, it draws us to um, the topic at hand, which uh, well, there are many things in the in in the prose piece you have there. But uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is work, and I wanted to ask you, Chris, what what is work? What is work? to you what what does work mean to you um well i'm i'm karma yoga is uh is uh work uh the work uh, service service to humanity uh service um out of love and service to humanity and especially those who uh who have been uh beaten down uh those who are poor and dispossessed uh and to uh, attempt to be a voice and to uh, give people access uh, and just to, to humanize and um, get back to the, the, the humbleness and humility of creation and uh, the search for knowledge and uh, <coughs> the service and love to our, our brothers and sisters. Um, and to you know try to do away with things which are a hindrance to that you know systems um right now i find myself doing uh, a lot of work with uh people in prison uh and the prisons themselves are really uh, uh horrible places uh systems of great violence and oppression um so <coughs> uh by being you know going there and uh tapping in uh so I mean that that's one you know uh one way we can explore and uh I've tried to do some work with the uh uh the peace movement and uh try to end the war you know the present war in in Afghanistan and Iraq and uh so but uh I felt like you wanted to say a little bit more about uh, some of the work that you were doing uh with with individuals who are in prison and um you said about tap when you tap into that. I was wondering if you wanted to finish that thought. Um, well, before you had asked about forgiveness, uh, and that's um, you know we approach uh, without judgment. You know, if a 
if a person does something like murder another human being, um, uh, to approach that person with love uh, rather than judgment, sure. you know, and that offers a space for uh, uh, forgiveness. Uh, and it's, I believe it's a, it's a, it's a more of a discipline to, to um, when somebody is on that level, you know, <coughs> of cruelty to, to say something like that. Or if somebody does something to you, to not have a knee-jerk reaction and 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 do to them, yes, uh, the similar. Uh, so it's a discipline, and um, uh, I mean, I, I we feel that that's the foundation. That mercy is the first connection, uh, compassionate understanding, of another human being, regardless of what they did. Uh, the circumstance that they're in presently sure. at the moment, right? Because um, I mean, in one sense, we are responsible for our actions, but in another mm -hmm. sense, nobody really knows how we are here in this body and this place. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's there's a certain um, um, uncertainty about. Uh, life in the world in our condition. Well, uh, yeah, the uh, being responsible for your actions. I I, I feel that um, in order to be responsible, uh, to allow somebody to take responsibility for their action. Right. I, th I think punishment, punishment doesn't allow a person to be responsible. It just when you when you slap a child or when you when you treat a child when you treat another human being with punishment. Um, I don't believe that. Uh, you're giving them the opportunity to be accountable for the things they've done in the past. I think you're exactly right, Chris. And I, and I, I um, I just wanted to say that, uh, yeah, that we are responsible for our, our actions in one sense, but that we have to teach. Um, it has to be taught. There has to be a foundation given, in order that we can become aware of the fact that we are choosing and making choice. Um, so yeah, I. I I agree uh, 100% with you know what what you've said, and um, I was wondering, Chris, if uh, we could talk a little bit about um, the methods of uh, the the methods that you use to achieve the work that you do. Um, well, I I do be I believe in nonviolence. I don't believe in. Uh, violent uh, solutions. So I think that's one of the foundations. Uh, and in order to get there, there's certain, you know, it's a it's a skill that needs to be learned like any other skill and a discipline uh, like any other discipline. May I ask you, how did you come to this place of, of uh, utilizing nonviolence as, a, as an effective means of communication and expression? Well, through experience. Yeah. Um, uh, seeing, uh, I mean, uh, violence itself, uh, any kind of violence, uh, uh, of, uh, or systematic poverty or, or warfare or prisons and consumerism and, and depleting the earth of its resources, uh, those are all forms of violence and I don't, see how our present path is going to, uh, it seems that we're on a path of destruction. And from my perspective, in order to, to 
get off that path of destruction, it's like getting off the wheel. You know, the wheel's going and you step off the wheel. Right. Um, so stepping, so there's a certain amount of emancipation or, or what you would say uh, detachment. Emancipate yourself from that which would destroy you or emancipate yourself from that which would do you harm. Right. So I, I, I think that there's a, a certain uh, emancipation that needs to, a, a certain detachment that has to, detaching from violence. And that that really begins, as I understand it, and um, maybe you see it differently, or um, but um, it really begins with our own observation of our own dark nature, our own, the, the hatred that resides within each human being that isn't necessarily, does not need to be expressed, but must be recognized and addressed in order to let it go and free it, you know, to uh, let it go someplace uh, where it, it doesn't do any harm. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I mean, with the, uh, <coughs> for instance, with uh, 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 blaming terrorism, like the pointing the finger, the terrorist, the terrorist, the terrorist, uh, the criminal, the criminal, the criminal. You know, I think there's a, you're absolving yourself. Uh, I mean, it's, we, 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 there are tendencies within humanity, within ourselves, which uh, uh, lead to, to violence or destruction or greed or selfishness or, or all these other things, ignorance, these forms of ignorance. Right. There are those things are within us, and to pretend that we are pure of those things, I think, is a great damage. You I know, agree. so I, I, I do agree that there, we do have to be aware of, like, that aspect of our nature. But I also believe that there is a, a, another side of our nature which is, is more uh, compassionate and, and, and loving and, and searching for truth and, uh, and these kind of uh, uh, ultimate, like, uh, or more free, to be free human beings. I think that's also part of our, our nature. So it, it, it depends, you know, it's so to not give your energy to, to the one and to give your energy to the, the more positive one, that right. that's what I try to practice. And then when I see it in myself, I try to work in it in myself. And then when I see it manifested in other forms, I try to encourage positive movements within other people or, or organizations or, and, and try to disconnect from those uh, negative aspects. Uh, and, yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar. Are you, have you ever heard of uh, this book? It's sort of a children's book. It's called Hope for the Flowers. No. <coughs> um, it's an interesting little story about uh, uh, bondage and liberation. Mm. But um, and that's one of the the things that uh, that we had talked about. Um, uh, you you had spoken about relig this shows about religion and that's one of the one of the themes of from different scriptures of liberation you know liberating ourselves from uh, different uh, bondages of those forms of ignorance and darkness and greed and selfishness and vanity and violence and hatred and all those things are are forms of bondage yes and so yes. the the liberation is to <coughs> to see it and then to not participate in it and to to uh, evolve beyond it and to try to um, dissipate it, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I think that, but the the work then, the, from your original question about work, uh, the work then is to like 
<clears throat> try to create uh, positive forms uh, to see see those negative forms and then to to create uh, uh, positive forms um, and one of the things I'm working on is um, with this organization uh, called Jesus the Liberator Seminary in which we we offer theology courses uh, for people in prison yes and so <coughs> it's um it's a positive education it's not indoctrination into a, a, a particular denomination or, or way of thinking it's just a, a platform we use and it and it tries to, to tap into uh, to to see another human being to to reach to another human being to listen to them to to validate their experience you know their feelings whatever they may be feeling and to to say that God is uh, within you, or however you define that word, God, uh, that that love, that life force, is within you, and uh, we're just here to try to help you to bring it out, yeah, and and beautiful. that and that process of bringing out that life force, uh, that creative life force, is a is a is a way of healing, and so it is a a rehabilitation. Uh, the problem with the prisons is there's no. Uh, rehabilitation it, it's basically a, a dungeon uh, people are thrown there they're discarded and and there's also uh, a lot of uh, policy things that could be done uh, as far as decriminalizing uh, drugs for instance uh, making drug addiction a, a health issue rather than a crime issue or the same uh, with mental health uh, a lot of people in prison are either mentally ill or a, a drug addicts or, sure. or and and that Treating people like that as a criminal, rather than uh, trying to help them as a address the root, uh, address it as a root uh, concern of health right. and public safety and health, uh, I think would empty half the prisons. You know, It'd if make we make a lot more sense, and that would then reduce the tax burden uh, upon you know, but uh, the prisons themselves, like the uh, military in this country, are are two big industries, and yeah. and when when a culture and a nation has two of their biggest industries on war and prisons, then that really speaks to the priorities uh, of where this culture is going. So I'm very concerned about... But again, there, there's more positive aspects of... Uh, there's a lot of beautiful people in, in this country. and, and No, uh, it's, it's true, but I mean, also what you say is, I think it's important to speak your truth, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And um, that is... What what you express is uh, clear. You know, mm -hmm. it's clear to me, and mm -hmm. I think it's important to say, not 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 to not to harp on it, but to express it. I think. Yeah. Is so the 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 rehabilitation, <coughs> that that process of rehabilitation and healing, uh, within within the prison system, it is one form of work that we do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is one form of work. That 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 is a form of of work. Um, <coughs> uh, what uh, a service service to others. You know, we offer free education, and uh, um, and it, and it it tends to be uh, more. Uh, and again, back to religion. There's a it's a karma yoga. Yes. The, uh, a, a practice of service, but it's also a jina uh, yoga, which is the path of knowledge. So we are using knowledge as a in the service of. Of of poor people, right? Uh, and it uh, can also be a, a rajas, uh, contemplative knowledge. Um, so there there are forms of uh, we're sitting here with a Buddha here, uh, the forms of meditation. 
that when we clarify the mind or what's called mental afflictions, you know, when people become aware of uh, what theologically is called a sin or sociologically is called a, a crime, you know, whether a sin or a crime, when we become aware of like, I think the Greeks called it a, a, a mistake or, or, <laughs> or other people have called it disharmony. Yes. So, I mean, it, it, whatever word you choose to use, semantics, um, when something is, is out of balance uh, and the process of putting things back into balance. Is that seems it, to be what this is all about in a, in a larger sense, to me at least, mm -hmm. um, that uh, we are trying, that we are, um, that there's a, there's a, a correction that naturally occurs. Mm -hmm. That um, if you're in tune with harmonies and the harmony of yourself and the collective harmony of uh, all people and beings and um, the earth and um, everything, then this oh. will naturally right itself. Perhaps, but we also have to put the effort in. I agree with in, you. In other yeah. words, we have a, a a conscious decision to go to do this or to do that. We so do. It, it may in time right itself, but I do believe that we uh, uh, human beings have the, a conscious choice to do this or to do that. So right. That's also true. It is what we do with our time and energy that matters. Right. And um, um, I know we didn't speak a lot about um, what we were going to say on the show. Right. That it sort of spontaneously arises. But uh, I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about your own, um, how your your prose piece here and your 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 um, vision quest and awakening uh, tie into your religious uh, practices. Okay. Um, uh, well, I grew up... Uh, in uh, in Buffalo, uh, you know, working class Catholic, and uh, so I grew up in within the the Christian and specifically Catholic uh, way of understanding religion. Yes. Um, and I would uh, go to church. You know, you know, my mother, she took us to church on a you know, relig a devotional you know, regular schedule, and, um, you know, I was, you know, uh, I put myself into it, you know, and, and yeah. I believe that this was the path, you know, that, uh, you know, this, 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 art this, this thing of whatever God, you know, whatever ultimate meaning and this higher truth, you know, I thought, well, this is the pathway to get there. And then, um, <clears throat> as I grew older, you know, from a childhood to, you know, a teenager, I start to, you know, look at it a little deeper, you know, and say, you know, uh, where, where's the love? You know, what I'm, I want to feel it. I want to really experience. They are intellectually discussing something, but there was a disconnect between the intellectual articulation of it and the, the, the feeling, yes. uh, the feeling of being connected. Right. Um, so I think that, uh, and then also, uh, this thing of like um, having just one path, like it's for instance, I read yeah. in I read in the, the the New Testament that Jesus said, "In my Father's house there are many mansions." Right. So I understood that as like there are many pathways in order to understand. So I I began to explore, you know, different sensibilities and even the articulation of God as a, a father or God as a mother. You know, or 
it, to personalize it, and then looking at God as an impersonal uh, sense or a force. But the way different religions, denominations, uh, or, or pathways experienced it, but then I wanted to, uh, but that was under the roof of my mother, you mm -hmm. know, and, and in a larger way, under the roof of the, the mother church. Yeah. So in order for me to be uh, independent, to be a free spirit, to, be, to think for myself and to have my own conscience, I had to, to break away uh, from the tradition that I grew up in. Uh, and, I, and so I went out into the world, you know, 18 and that, and, uh, and went and, 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 and sought after uh, experience mm -hmm. and to understand, you know, uh, you know, really these, these basic questions of who am I, you know, and, and w you know, what is my purpose kind of thing. And to really explore these on a, a deeper level and to, to really get to the crux of the matter and to, to, to push the issue until I, I got some, satis some answer. Right. You know, um, and that, you know, and I, I always had this, uh, you know, I grew up under the house of America, too. Mm -hmm. I grew up under the house of my family, under the house of my church, and I also grew under the house of my nation. Right. And so I had to come to terms with all those those different houses that I was born into right and to understand them for what they are so I, I felt the need to explore um, uh, just like I explored what is this thing of God I had to explore what is this thing of America right. and what is this thing of of me <laughs> you know so I had to ask all these other questions of like and to really search them and to, to uh, put some effort you know because I think it's a, a lot about intention you know, what is the intention of the heart? Yes. Uh, I think that ultimately, I mean, there's no way of knowing, but um, uh, intention, uh, someone once told me that intention does the work, that uh, what we intend, then we draw circumstances into being. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, beyond that, I think it's, it's, if there is any kind of judgment in the world, I don't know if there is or there isn't, I think it would be based on the intentions of our heart. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Not mm -hmm. necessarily our actions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, they think that, uh, yeah. Um, but to, to go back to the question then, uh, um, I saw, uh, for instance, uh, different forms of Catholicism in New Orleans, you know, where the <coughs> you had African uh, sensibilities and Caribbean sensibilities and, and forms of belief systems and really culture and 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 the way people relate to one another uh and also in um in the desert in New Mexico and Arizona uh there was catholicism in the the indigenous forms of uh, the the uh of the native american people who who synthesized so i saw catholicism synthesized with african and indian uh, s uh culture and society within the within the the within that uh mm. the 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 house of the the catholic church and that expanded my my sense of uh uh <coughs> that it was it's not just uh anyhow it was beyond the european and that that and then it gets into the history of of colonialism and and uh and what what brought you know uh religion here you know uh, but I mean, my feeling is just uh, that we're all people, 
Right. And that religion, you know, could be, you know, it could be the opiate of the masses, and it could be a, uh, a, clu- uh, a, a crutch, you know, and many, many people use it for that way, you know, they, it's, um, but the positive aspect of religion is that it's a, it's a, it's a form of knowledge. It's a way of underst- of articulating and understanding the world around us, you know, which has been uh, time tested, yes, you know, and has undergone reformations and uh, within every religion has gone through different periods of like cleansing and rearticulation. And uh, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, for instance, uh, would would articulate. Um, and that tradition of, of Cesar Chavez and Dorothy Day uh, of, of connecting uh, religion with justice and, and justice with uh, the social order. Right. You know, that the moral, the moral law has to square with the, uh, the laws of society. And so the, 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 this, this moving towards justice and couching it in a, a theological language, you know, that's... Uh, expanding it and and Gandhi would do the same thing with uh with the caste system in India uh and and bringing the what he called the Harijans the the children of Hari uh, Hari Krishna and yeah. and the Hari but he connected the Hari the Harijans with uh the poor and the oppressed the the lowest caste order and so he allowed the entrance of the temple um uh and Bave Fanobe Bafe and others uh but that was a, and I and I contemplate that too of that uh, of a rural society. And then there's there's uh, things here in the United States about um, uh, I've connected with uh, some some of the migrant farm workers, and there's been pilgrimages across New York State, uh, and uh, I believe that the, the the migrant farm workers, primarily from Mexico and Guatemala, are closer to the earth. That uh, they they are people of the earth you know um and and the one thing you taught me about uh adam and adama you know that that man (coughs) that humanity and the earth are the same root right you know so uh when we just uh to clarify um uh adam was the primordial man the collective um the collective soul mm-hmm. and then Adama is clay so the, these two things are tied together that um, man and clay are, are very much uh, intertwined as that's what we are in a sense right right and the, the a lot of the this debate over immigrants you know a lot of the migrant workers the farm workers are people of the collective conscious of the clay they are the ones who are providing our food for us and yet there is an there is an aspect of this culture that wants to punish, uh, or wants to control somehow, even to distance and and to not recognize the labors and efforts of uh, people who who are mm-hmm. um, providing them sustenance. Right, and I still think we we have to do some work on uh, uh, racism. You know, we there are still some people within this culture that are tied into racial consciousness right and haven't are still in bondage to to racism and i think that plays into the immigrant and also to the you know this war on terrorism or whatever it's called you know this this endless war and this attack upon immigrants and most of the prisons are people of color 
So I think racism is, is a, a big uh, bondage that we need to be liberated from. Definitely, I agree with you, Chris. And um, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about how uh, the the whole notion of uh, understanding, understanding, love, and forgiveness as they interweave, how they play into um, what we're talking about here. Well, to to see another person as a human being, to understand another human being, and and to love them without judgment. Uh, yeah, I, I think our love is increased when we, we begin to understand another person. Yeah. You know, I mean, we can love somebody, but we can love them deeper and deeper the more we understand them. Uh, and, yeah. And seeing the context, the contextual, the contextual framework from which different people operate, meaning different cultures have different ways, values, means, expressions. Right, which, it, which should be a strength. Different traditions, different cultures, different religions, different ways of being should be an interwoven strength yes. rather than seen as like a, 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 a something to be resisted. Right. You know. Um, yeah, so so your work continues and, and um, the, the, work, the work with, it's Jesus of the Liberator. Jesus of the Liberator Seminary, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, and I know because uh, you know um, that you've you've done many different types of work, and um, in getting back to the prose piece, I just wanted to ask you um, when you set off in the beginning of your journey journey um, uh, across America. Um, what were you looking for? Well, and I don't even know if I was <coughs> thinking in those terms in, in a sense of like an objective, you know, an objective to be obtained. Yeah, no. You know, um, well, I, I just need to clarify that it's a, um, uh, like, uh, well, the, to, to seek after something that you treasure. Uh, there's some, uh, some sense of, uh, 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 yeah, who, who, like I'm, <coughs> I'm born into this world, right? You know, <laughs> and, 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 and what's going on here? And, and I want to know, I want to feel like alive. I want to know I'm alive, right. you know? Uh, and so that was the, the impetus. That was the intention to, to feel alive and to know, to have a knowledge of, of my life. Right. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Um, but, um, you know, I know we, we, we often share, uh, and, and, and yeah, uh, I, and, and I think that that process of like self-discovery, uh, should be done when you're younger, uh, should be, we should give opportunities for people to, uh, explore things like that when they're younger. Uh, and then when you reach a certain age, uh, you see that uh, you you go and find a gift, and then you bring that gift back for others to to share. Um, so there there's uh, there there may be it may seem like um, this time of self 
exploratory is like a, a selfish endeavor. Uh, and on one level it is. But once you have experienced that process, yes. then you begin to share what you have discovered and, and with others. Addressing, addressing uh, what needs to be addressed in oneself and then going out and into the marketplace well, w w or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we, we're all, we all have to go to school, right? I mean, we don't <laughs> even have a choice with that. Uh, but but the, I think this uh, more self-discovery is a, a different kind of schooling. Uh, it's, uh, it's a different experience that you, you go out into the, into the world and you're kind of, so, um, education or, or awareness of, of the world, uh, but then the way that I've discovered that was through service, to service to others, uh, and that's where when, when I, when I served others, I, I felt um, compassion. I felt uh, uh, a deeper sense of of being alive. You know, fulfillment. Of, yeah. uh, to just just to seek after knowledge, uh, just for its own sake, or art for art's sake, or knowledge for knowledge's sake, or whatever it may be. Just uh, uh, just endless speculations upon the mysteries of creation. Yeah. You know, but I mean that knowledge is only made real. Uh, when it when it's shared with with other people, or when you help another person, or you uh, you you Putting experience it into action. you experience yeah. yeah you action and you experience uh, suffering when you when you when you feel suffering and you you transform suffering into into joy. Right. Uh, that that's a uh, that's a uh, well, what's the word? It, it's it's you don't get paid money for that, but it, it's a uh, it's um. It feels like life. Yeah, I mean, no, I understand, and it's clear that that's, you know, that's work. That is the work. Yeah, the work is to transform, uh, to to transform uh, what we have been given into something even more beautiful and precious. Yeah, the transformer broke something broken into something complete. There's that notion of tikkun olam. Uh -huh. Which um, <coughs> is a Jewish uh, teaching, um, and it means it translates loosely uh, as repairing the world. Mm -hmm. And um, as I understand it, the tikkun, the tikkun, the repair, um, is really it begins with oneself, and uh, um, moves outward uh, from there. That that that's yeah that that could be one way of, but we also I I feel that uh, the sense of uh, community uh, is um, we need to uh, well it it's hard because uh, the United States is uh, is well I guess any nation really is a, a collection of communities uh, but. It's it's unique in this. I don't know if we have a national, like uh, like in in times past, there has been a a, a local deity, or like a, a a a national god, so to say, or there has been like a a way a, a custom, or a tradition which was shared by all the people in the community, and so consumption that consumption in America. Unfortunately, that that the thing that binds us together is consumption. Yeah. And and that that 
in itself doesn't seem to be well it's destructive it's destroying uh you know causing the greenhouse you know well it's also contrary to nourishing nourishing mm -hmm. ourselves and nourishing others yeah so uh one of the other methods is uh fasting and and that fasting is not just uh with with uh abstaining from food uh it's also abstaining from these other negative uh afflictions mm. that we have such as consumption and greed or this this belief in in self what i mean because because what we're talking about of knowledge of self is different than than being selfish you know to 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 just pursue your own to lust after uh your own rewards regardless of anything around you is uh is encouraged and is a form of selfishness and runs contrary to uh the teaching from from uh the bhagavad gita even that says mm -hmm. to to relinquish the the fruits of action to relinquish the fruits of our work right to do things of themselves for themselves right because when you when you take the fruits of your action it, it's in a sense you're idolizing you're freezing it in time and you're not allowing the the spirit to to flow freely through right uh and and you may not see the seeds you planted it's a it's a it's a natural law to uh that the person who plants the seed the seed takes time to to germinate right and to to seek its roots in the dark soil, and then in time it will break the the surface of the ground, and then grow towards the sunlight. That whole process is not just born in an instant, but it 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 takes you know a a, a continuum, and so the person who may have planted that seed in the ground uh, may not be around in the time of the harvest, when 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 the 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 fruits of it. So right. Joel may plant a seed with a radio show and 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 that seed may uh be taken up by a listener who will then uh take it and 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 build upon it uh and it's just like the even in economics where you have a when you build a house uh the the person who the mason who lays the the cornerstone for the house uh has a different kind of skill than the carpenter Mm -hmm. who puts the, the, the boarding up and, and that. So every person has... Uh, a, so to see it just in individualistic terms is seems to me contrary to the laws of nature. Just like uh, even the basics of life, it, uh, a man and a woman uh, uh, come together and create a child. Right. So from the very foundations of life, uh, there are two individuals who create one. Uh, and, and And so... This communal, uh, uh, this this thing of selfishness is contrary to the laws of nature, and to the laws and 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 religion. To your question, when religion is 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 within nature like that, you know, uh, spirit of life. Um, so, go ahead, Chris. Well, and and so I I just uh, you know I I, I just feel like. Uh, you know to be to be active it, with our with our sense of justice uh uh if, if we see uh uh suffering uh uh to try to uh ad address it right you know and to so 
let me ask you a question then, because um, it's a very good um, thought. What are some practical ways that we can alleviate suffering? Well, I, I uh, become aware of who you are. I mean, the seems the first step, right? Well, I don't know if it's the first step, but I'm just the uh, I'm just saying that to say, like, what is your gift? You know, if uh, uh, there are people who are who are devotional, uh, like to feed feed somebody who is hungry. If somebody's hungry, you give them a a, a piece of food, and that's a form of uh, alleviating suffering. Right. And then there's also in that process of giving the food, there's you are connecting emotionally with another human being, because this sense of isolation or loneliness uh, is is uh, is is a form of violence. And and uh, when when we feel disconnected or isolated or or repressed or oppressed, uh, we want to lash out. And uh, generally speaking, so I think uh, you know. Uh, being compassionate uh, and not seeing it as an act of charity you know it's not that you're bestowing some great gift upon another human being you're you're simply being human you know right. it is a very human it is very human to to extend your your love and compassion to another human being and you can't put a re it's not about rewards and it's not about accolades it's simply uh, the very human thing to do I think we've lost our this sense of humanity that even like uh, this to be charitable you know is somehow you know people are put on a pedestal because they're charitable well it's it shouldn't be that way it, it, it we're very natural uh, it but should be yeah it reminds me of um there's actually um uh the word uh sadaka which is uh hebrew for um charity actually d is derived from the root for righteousness mm -hmm. so that there's um charity has this this uh um bestower and bestowed where whereas um if if the the act that is given is out of righteousness then it there's something that's more direct and more um obligatory that it's an obligation it's an obligation to give mm -hmm. Do you see? Do you see what I'm saying? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, I, to apply that uh, uh, to counteract. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I, I feel that we have to go to the places that are. Um, uh, where people are are, are suffering, uh, and to really uh, uh, be a voice, or uh, that's one method, and then to directly connect, to provide basic needs for another human being. That the people are well fed and n with nutritious food. Just fundamental pe human people rights. People are yeah, fundamental human rights of uh, shelter and and education, healthcare. There's also the dignity of a human being that. This uh, this form of poverty that we have uh, in this nation is a uh, uh, this sense of low self-esteem and like uh, uh, degradation, right. uh, and that people fill up this need sometimes with uh, consumerism to fill up their their lack with external things. But that's a form of poverty also. 
Uh, so the richest spiritual poverty, a, a deep form of spiritual poverty, yeah. which is the the what we have to deal with in this nation, uh, because materially speaking, you know, I mean, even with the crisis and talk of recession, all that, uh, we are still relatively well off. We have abundance uh, here. There, it's a land of milk and honey, and it's you know, not shared. Yeah, and it's not shared, and so this sense of like hoarding or greed. Yeah. is is a uh, I feel that very intimately of uh that that feels very painful to me that this this greed of like you were born into this world and yet you are taking it upon yourself to to hoard the riches of the world for yourself right and that's a form of sickness that's a that's a mental illness that's a uh, uh we're a very addicted culture and 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 really sick you know uh and then when you tie that sickness into like racism and and criminalization of poor people uh well then we have a lot of problems that we do yeah. you know i i don't know what people are afraid of that are holding on to their they're hoarding on to their world uh but it's a form of sickness and i and i believe it has to so that's what a doctor a, a spiritual doctor you know genuine health is a a, a spiritual healing Yes. And rehabilitation. Um, let me ask you a question because it's a question that I have sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, where does God fit into all of this? Well, I think God is real. You know, it's a, it's a uh, when you love another person and 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 you come to the truth of, I mean, God. I don't believe God. That was my. Uh, that was one thing I did uh, uh, understand that that God is not some kind of idea. Or no. some kind of abstract <laughs> notion, but is is very present among us. Yeah. Um, it's a feeling. It's a feeling of complete, being complete, and being at peace with yourself. That's how I under one way I understand this feeling of uh, uh, of of righteous without being righteous. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, Chris, I, I wanted to um, also talk a little bit about um, some of, you know, the last guest, uh, Anjali, we spoke about the interconnectedness of world teachings. Mm-hmm. And um, I know from speaking with you, becoming a friend of yours mm-hmm. and you of mine, that um, one thing we share is that the validity of all the world's religions, and mm-hmm. it's really... Um, to get the, to the crux or the heart of of um, the expression of those religions is what mm-hmm. seems important here. But I wanted to know um, religions as structures. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are some of your favorite teachings from them, and how do you how do you connect them? How do you connect those dots? Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, well, also, I was thinking that uh, this connection between science and religion, mm. that a lot of people in the 21st century now are starting to explore uh, uh, connections between science and religion. But a lot of the ancient, actually, a lot of the ancient teachings didn't really make a distinction between science and religion. But it was more a way, a pathway of knowledge, a pathway of understanding. Um, but I... Uh, I think that some of the scriptures of India really speak to me 
uh, especially the the disciplines, the various disciplines, uh, the sense of interrelatedness of all of all creation um, in the in the Judaic and the Muslim tradition. This um, this this strong sense of right and wrong. Um, and within the Christian, uh, this this passion uh, that Christ had, uh, and maybe some of the Zen, uh, like just you know just allowing uh, just a being part of, not forcing you know just doing, and being direct about things. Um, it seems it, it seems a a kind of uh a, it's a little problematic though right like to to know how to act in the world we want to be activists we want to act and yet at the same time we need to know when to step back and say no not now well the 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 wu way the do without doing yeah, yeah. Th- and that is possible but also i think what is also needed today uh the native american and the african and the indigenous forms of spirituality uh that was <coughs> when when uh traditions f- dance are more earth centered you know when we talk about um the 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 planetary health and the crisis of global warming and and uh the disconnect we have from the world and from the world of nature i think a lot of the teachings of indigenous forms of spirituality uh, the, uh, particularly here the Native American in uh, uh, here in New York State um, the Haudenosaunee people and the people of the Longhouse uh, and having an equality between the men and women and actually a, a matriarchal uh, where the, the children are, are named after the, the mother uh, but having a, a very democratic uh, ecological spirituality having democracy ecology and spirituality um come together and have rituals we also don't have a lot of rituals and we need rituals uh uh, these tap into primordial instincts i think Mm -hmm. uh but i think they're also healthy uh if seen healthily right Um, so rituals that that help us to preserve our relationship to the earth and to nature is particularly needed now uh, in the face of uh, nuclear weapons and depleted uranium and mass consumption and uh, these kind of things. I think we really need to explore that. And, I, and that's how I understand the connection between science and religion. Sure. Um, wonderful. Um yeah, I know that the the Dalai Lama is uh, set set out a little commission to uh, study the interplay between um, scientific understanding, including uh, quantum physics and meditation, and um, many of these different areas that uh, uh, we are searching for empirical. Uh, uh, an empirical understanding of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, turning to that and bringing up the Dalai Lama, I was just wondering if you could say a few words about 
the occurrences that, of Tibet and what's going on with Tibet? I, I, I haven't really explored it. I heard a, at the um, <coughs> last Saturday, the um, five years of war, beginning of the sixth year in Iraq, uh, there was a, 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 a coming together of people uh, throughout the nation and here locally in Buffalo there was some uh, coming together and there were two women from Tibet who who came to that in solidarity and uh, so I, I I mean their 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 solidarity was with nonviolence right. that we were together because we are peaceful Pe in their words peace loving people uh, so peace loving people who came together uh, now, now I see the um, whether it's the United States or whether it's China. Um, I think that the uh, you know the Uni the United Nations has to be reformed uh, because <coughs> China. One of the things in Sudan, in Darfur, uh, apparently China. I haven't explored the issue, but the Security Council, of which China is one of the five members. Um, but the United States has also um, gone, has been the solo negative voice in certain things on the Security Council also. So whether it's China or the United States or USSR, or Britain, France, whatever, or any nation, for me it's like this thing of empires, this this lust after wealth and power. Yeah, that, it's a that kind of uh, corporate neo-feudalism. Yes, and it and that needs to be addressed. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's helpful to point fingers at China or, or and not look at the United States, or vice versa. I just I try to look at it as, um, can we address the root cause of what is what is compelling these this? Uh, from my understanding, um, this accumulation of wealth and power, which many nations and empires have experienced has been dependent upon some form of slavery or war. Right. So to be a peace-loving per person, I have to emancipate from the root causes of war and slavery. Or, or War and slavery are methods towards the accumulation of wealth and power. And maybe some Eastern people would say, maybe that's an expression of ego or whatever. But I, I try to look at it like that. So I don't want to put blame on anybody. Or certainly the violence has to end. The violence has to end in Iraq. Violence has to end in Tibet. Violence has to end in Darfur. It has to end in our in the in the ghettos of America, the reservations. It has to end in the prison system. It has to end in consumer. You know, wherever there's violence, you know, where, whatever the cause. I mean, it has to be. To, but to to stand on a uh, on moralistic grounds, and to to think that you're pure and that person needs to be redeemed i think that's um what what is the uh, the bumper sticker nonviolence begins with me what where did that come from do you know um wasn't it uh it's probably an old saying i mean uh, i think it was from that one sister who was actually um yeah and we have to get uh uh, uh beyond um sanctifying people and you know to to say that uh Dorothy Day had once said she's uh don't call me a saint I don't want to be written off that easy 
<laughs> you know, in other words, do the work yourself. Don't don't put don't say oh that person was a beautiful saint. Thank God for them. The 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 important thing is to to see their pathway. They opened up certain pathways, and then to take the work and build upon it. It's like the the thing with the seed. Mm -hmm. You know, this person planted a seed, and now it is up to others to build upon that seed that was built. Um, but yeah, it was it comes from that sister. Yeah. Um, that sister. Um, thank you, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, for, thank you. Um, I want to say you were in a, just a very informative and uh, very humble, uh, special um, person who I'm very honored to have on the program. And um, uh, I want to thank you very much for coming and if you'd be a guest again, I would love to have you, you know, if you have the time and inclination, so. Well, thank you for having me.